Chapter 7 of Wapsy, The Adventures of a Guardian Angel, by Gerard F. Scriven, W.F. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter 7. Father George Says Mass at Matango. Wapsy had enjoyed the tug with a lion, and flew on to prepare Nakanaka and Shiny for the visitor. He flew quickly on to Matango, leaving the puffing, chugging motorbike far behind. Shiny had long since finished eating, but the other animals assured Wapsy that they had taken good care of him in the meantime. Wapsy took one look deep into Shiny's eyes to make sure all was well, and it was. Nuka-Nuka was out in the fields working, but as soon as her guardian angel heard that Father George was on his way, he whispered into her ear, and she decided it was time to go home. She got back to her hut and found Shiny having a fight with another little boy. They were great friends, really but they had to have a fight now and then to make life more interesting. Wopsy thought this was good for Shiny and didn't mind at all, but Nakanaka gave them both a box on the ears and sent Shiny into the hut. Shiny didn't mind because he had been getting the worst of the fight. There came from the neighboring forest a succession of loud bangs, a roar like the sound of many lions, and a continuous rattling noise. It was Father George arriving. The birds of the forest did not know Father George, so they arose from the trees and flocks, twittering anxiously. Very few people in Matangu knew Father George's motorbike could make such noise, so they rushed to the shelter of their huts and prepared for the worst. It was a rather frightening noise, for the exhaust pipe had fallen off again and couldn't be found. There was a final roar, and Father George jumped off the bike to see if there was anything else missing. Slowly blackheads peeped down the openings of huts. Then one by one the inhabitants came out, much relieved to see that here was no strange new beast, but only Father George and Picky Picky. An excited, chattering group gathered round the missionary. Each one found that he had something very important that he wanted to ask, while most of them discovered a pain somewhere which required urgent attention from the missionary's medicine box. Wopsy was there too, full of happiness because Father George had come, and because Mass was going to be offered next morning. Michael, the catechist, was happy too, because he had arrived safely in spite of the motorbike. He began putting up the tent at once. When it got dark, one by one the black heads were laid on the ground, which was all the pillow they needed. Father George lit a lamp and said his prayers before going to bed. Shiny, too, lay down in his hut, and Wopsy stroked Shiny's forehead to give him happy dreams as he fell asleep. Then he went to join in the song of the birds. It was to love and praise God that he did this, for he knew that the birds sing for no other reason. Presently even the nightingales went to sleep, and all the forest was silent. Wopsy sat on the treetop enjoying the moon and praising God. Next morning the sun shone through all the doors and windows of the forest. It shone on the nests of the birds and awakened them to a new day of song. It shone on the insects who began to buzz cheerily. It shone through the open doorways of the huts onto black heads that turned and went to sleep again. It shone in the tent of Father George, who rose to his knees and began to say his prayers. It awoke the catechist Michael, who jumped up and began to prepare the altar for Mass. Before the sleepy black heads had turned again, the sun was shining on the white habit of Father George, who was walking up and down, making his morning meditation, thinking about God as he did every morning before saying Mass. Beneath the flap of the tent was a neat little altar. All was ready, and Father George started putting on his vestments. Very special ones they were, thin and light as a feather. There was no one at Mass but Father George and Michael, 
and yet there was a great crowd that couldn't be seen around that little altar, for all the guardian angels from miles and miles around came flocking there. Even a number of big angels had come down from heaven, especially for the occasion. Of course, Wopsy was there, with his angel heart full of gladness, for God himself was to be present on this little altar. Holy Mass began, and the angels started taking the prayers up to heaven. Slowly and reverently Father George said Mass, and then came the great moment of the consecration. There was a hush among the angels, while even the birds of the forest seemed to still their song for a moment. A little bell tinkled, and all the angels bowed down, touching the ground with their wings. Never were there such happy angels, for this was the first time that Holy Mass had been offered at Matango. When the priest raised his hands high, all that Michael could see was a snow-white host, but the angels saw much more. They could see our blessed Lord himself, just as they saw him in heaven. Now the big angels who had come specially for Mass were busy carrying to heaven the prayers of Jesus himself. They offered, too, his sacrifice for the people of the whole world, but specially for the people who lived at Matangu, and about whom nobody except Jesus and the angels and the missionaries cared very much. Wopsy was praying hard, too, but, of course, he was thinking about Shiny and all that he wanted God to do for him. When Father George finished his Thanksgiving after Mass, he had a little breakfast that Michael prepared for him. Then he went round to see the people who were all awake now. He went to see Nakanaka and Shiny, and spoke to them for quite a long time. Wopsy was so proud, he simply danced with excitement. Father George talked to them about God and about being good, and Nakanaka asked, Why don't you come and live with us and tell us always more about God? We would, replied Father George, if only there were more of us. When he had seen every one, Father George sat down in the shade of a big tree and began to say his office. Wopsy sat down beside him and began whispering in his ear, for he knew God didn't mind angels whispering to missionaries while they were saying their prayers. It was all about shiny Matangu and Nakanaka, so that when the missionary got up to go, his mind was full of it all. The people crowded round to say good-bye, but they jumped out of the way quickly when the motorbike began to roar again. Father George couldn't stay. He had to go to Mwanga and Asangu and Pato and be back at the mission for Sunday. He wasn't quite sure that the motorbike would last, but it did, and on Saturday afternoon he arrived safely back at the mission. That evening Father George said to Father Superior, The village of Matangu would make a splendid centre for a new mission. The people are unspoiled and would welcome us, and there is quite a large population within a few miles. Yes, said Father Superior, I have no doubt you're right, but you know how few men the bishop has to send. Write to him if you like, and see what he says. End of chapter 7